to the Vagabond Way podcast. The journey goes ever on with The Long Road. This episode, Walking on the Brain. In this episode, we hear from Steve Bonham, who shares with the world a snippet from his new book, How to Survive and Thrive in an Impossible World. Kev takes us on a trip to Sweden, to quite literally a record store, uh, and The Long Road get together to discuss walking treks and the adventure of life. The Vagabond Way podcast featuring The Long Road is exploring the world of the troubadour, the adventurer, the vagabond. The world isn't beige, it isn't processed, it's authentic, it's rich and it's real. If those are the sorts of sentiments that make your brain light up, then hop on board. We are embracing all of those things, we're celebrating all of that, and we'd love it if you joined us on the journey. Greetings, I am Chris the Bish Lydon. Welcome to the show, wherever in the world you're listening from. Lovely to hear from you when you listen to the show, so drop us a line on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram. Let us know you're listening and where you're tuning in from. Huge thanks to everyone who has listened to or watched the video for our latest single release, If There's a God Out Here. Um, it's out there on Spotify, Apple Music, etc., all those digital stores. Um, you can even download a copy if you feel so inclined. Uh, I suspect it costs somewhere in the region of 79p, so why not give it a go? Or even if you don't fancy splashing out, if you if you like the song, tell a pal about it. Uh, I mean, in this day and age, as ever was the case, word of mouth is a powerful ally and you can help do your bit to keep real music alive. Do check out the music video for If There's A God Out Here too. Kev Moore, our multi-instrumentalist extraordinaire, put the lyric video together and it's spooky as hell, but it fits the vibe of the song wonderfully. Um, just make sure you've got something nice and friendly and uplifting to do immediately afterwards, would you? And so The Long Road is thrilled to announce that we've received support from Arts Council England for our Down at the Crossroads project, which will be starting later this month in earnest. Based on building the artisan music movement, focusing on our transatlantic connections in this initial project, we'll record and release a new EP and create a, a short video documentary alongside, galvanising, we hope, the um, support for artisan music uh, and the future of a balanced and fair live music industry. This project is only made possible by support from National Lottery players through Arts Council England, uh, and we're super excited to be able to push go on it. Uh, so keep an eye on our social media for more news uh, on this project uh, as we get things started. Our next episode of the Transatlantic Connection show um, over on YouTube will be out on Tuesday the 13th of October, featuring Rob McHale, our great songwriter friend from North Carolina, USA, uh, and Charlotte Elizabeth, a music promoter from here in England, interested in the world of Americana, roots, and country music. So if you like this podcast, you might just like to see our YouTube show as well. Just search for the Transatlantic Connection show. Now, as has been the case for recent episodes of the podcast, we normally start with a three-way chat between Steve Bonham, the vagabond philosopher, Kev Moore, the big man, and me, Chris the Bish Leiden. Now, we had a chat for the podcast a few weeks ago. Full disclosure, Kev is currently, as I speak, in the wilds of northern Spain, although seemingly posting more frequently to Facebook than ever before. Um, we're getting a minute-by-minute -minute experience of his trek, the adventure that he is currently on, uh, which is what actually forms the basis of our chat this week. But... Unfortunately, we had this hour-long chat covering a few topics for future podcasts as well, and after just, just over an hour of chatting, um, my computer crashed, just blinked, off, gone. It's actually quite an unusual and rare occurrence these days, I find, but it couldn't have picked a worse moment, really. Um, an hour of chat, well, the recording of my part of it anyway, just gone, just like that. Um, Steve and Kev still had their recordings of their parts, so we, we, we had that, um, but I've had to try to recreate some of my bits as best I can. Hopefully it doesn't sound too wonky, um, but if there's any oddities this week, just put it down to that. 
catastrophic technological failure we suffered uh, and battle on through for us, will you? Um, I suspect it's actually barely noticeable, but just thought I'd be upfront, just in case. So I am going to hand over to me. Here we are, again, the long road, back together digitally. We have Steve Bonham at home in Derbyshire. I hope. Kev Moore at home in Spain. Well, it's the Earth. And me, Chris the Bish Leiden. I'm at home in Manchester. Now, part of me was super tempted to create the entire conversation, well, my part at least, with this computer-generated voice. Uh, but I feel the joke would wear pretty thin pretty quickly. So, anyway... Back to the real conversation. In essence, uh, I don't say much because the topic of discussion is walking, uh, and I'm not a huge walker. Um, Steve's done loads of mad, mad treks over the years, uh, and Kev is currently undertaking his own. Anyway, here we go for real now. Uh, I asked Kev what the hell he was thinking. I've finally fragmented into the shadow of my former self. I've decided to uh, walk, uh, not the entire, but a, a substantial part of the Camino uh, de Santiago de Compostela for the, and for the uninitiated amongst you, and I, I, I trust that you will remain so because I don't know what, what got into me. Uh, it's, the pil- it's the Pilgrim's Way that actually goes initially from the other side of the Pyrenees in France. Um, all the way across, there's various routes, but there's the one I'm taking is the one along the coast, the Camino del Norte, and it goes to the city of Santiago de Compostela, where there's a huge cathedral. You know, it, it was done for religious reasons in the past. I, I'm doing it for for, for my own sanity um, because I, it just seemed to be, I don't know, it, the, the only thing, the only option left open to me in these crazy times to sort of. Uh, still, still my my brain. You know, I I've just got to the point where I I've got to get out. You know, I've got to do do something to. Um, I mean, it's very easy to throw in the phrase "find myself," but it's more to 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 be at, at peace with the the craziness that's going on around us. And I just think um, it was through a conversation I had with Muddy, my my mate who used to be with Wishbone Ash, and and, and he said he wanted to do this and I went then you've got somebody going to do it with you you know so 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 we decided to to do this and uh, it's 550 kilometers and I will be uh, half the man I was when I get to the other end I should have calves like tree trunks Kev I'm sure oh, yes yes I'll be all I'll be all I look like a centaur <laughs> Throbbing thighs and pert buttocks. Yeah, yes, yeah. Well, you know, I'll take them if they've got them. I think at this point I lost my sh- and had an uncontrollable laughing fit. So, yeah, so, so of course, uh, thankfully, as you can probably tell by the nature of this conversation, I'm not doing it for religious reasons. But And apparently it's a good job because Steve tells me that... Uh, it's a good job he didn't tell me this on the day that I arrived there. I would feel an enormous sense of deflation. But apparently the geezer whose remains are at the other end might not be the geezer we think he is. Well, according to Jason Webster, who's a, a friend, it's much more likely that St James, who was a bit of a warrior thug as well, actually, he was, you know, um, yeah. somebody swapped coffins and it's actually a, a Muslim intellectual who's actually probably buried there. But, uh, wow. but you know, let's not dis- disappoint the one million people who ever do that walk. 
But you do. It's like it's like getting. Uh, do you remember Green Shield stamps, Kev? I do. Yeah, well, you get a stamp along the way, and it's like stamps towards heaven. Yes. So if you get a passport, you you, you well, get. Well, I, I don't think there's a, enough what? there's enough stamps available to to put me on that <laughs> route now. But one one can only hope. <laughs> so now I remember, Kev, months ago on the, one of these podcast chats, you were talking about you know possibly doing something like this walk. You needed to go and you know find yourself or you need to do something something different than what you've done before i think do you know what i think that it basically boils down to a way of trying to take back some control of your life that we we probably all feel has been wrenched from us really i think it's brilliant kev i really do you know you know that i do i have history of doing these crazy Indeed. walks i haven't done that that one yeah. and the biggest thing i get out of it uh is the immense sense of simplification that you get yeah, <laughs> after yeah. three or four four days. The, the the Aborigines have this lovely idea, I'm told, which is the idea of being four days in. Mm-hmm. And basically, you know, if you go and walk about, it takes you about four days for your head to be in the in, in the in the right actually there. Yes, it takes three three of those days are just unloading all the pardon the bleep. You're carrying, and then you're on the fourth of it, and I, and I and I have absolutely found that yeah. to be true. You know, sometimes you know I can be, you know, some of the walks I've done have been, you know, I've been physically wrecked. <laughs> I think, yeah. uh, but but in another way, very at peace with myself. Yeah, um, because I'm not carrying a load. You know, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, you, you have the stuff on your back, but that that's all there is. You're not carrying anything else. There's nothing you can do. It's like reducing a source, you know. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's just taking it all down to the, the bare minimum. So, well, you'll, yeah. you'll probably, you might get a few missives from me on the way. Uh, so, uh, well, I, I, need you, I need you to give you a couple of bits of advice, Kev, up front. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, n- number one, paper uh, underwear, floppy yes. underwear. Uh, yes. I mean, you get an awful lot of uh, advice saying tight underwear don't. No. It's not a good idea. You do need circulation down there, Chum. And uh, <laughs> the other is, um, uh, there's a uh, Boots Lavender Scented Foot Balm is uh, unbelievably good. Four times a day, every time you top, stop, take your socks off, yeah. clean your feet. You do smell like a little old lady from... Uh, <laughs> But, but, house but, next door but, but hopefully yeah. walk a little faster yeah. <laughs> they'll smell yeah. you coming and they'll uh, they'll they'll festoon you with garlands when they when they totally <laughs> <laughs> good <laughs> would be my strict advice brilliant yeah. that you're doing it i i think it's fantastic uh, looking forward yeah, to it and i'm sure i'm sure some of the uh uh some of my mindset and 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 uh experiences will seep their way into our music somewhere down the line i'm sure yeah, I'm going to actually take. I'm taking an old fashioned uh, old fashioned journal with me because I think, uh, yeah. you know, that's yeah. the way to do it. Really, sit sit down at night yeah. and write your thoughts. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, my my last three books, Kev, have come, yeah. uh, you know, almost each night because you do, you don't want to let you don't want to let media in. You know, you want to. Uh, mm. I, I just used to do a little Facebook post and then really not get involved. Never turn the news on. Nothing because yeah, that's that's it just my, feels. My, my way of thinking on this yeah yeah just you know basically you can tell all your friends you are with a fa- where you are with a facebook post really yeah. and then that's nice and they like it and they send you nice little notes back and then 
But yeah, I I, I carry these Moleskine. Um, yeah, notebooks. that's what I've got. That's and that's got. and that's yeah. what and that's what I do every evening. I was and then when I'm working on a book, I basically almost can dictate it in because I've just got yeah. you know I've sat down and wrote yeah. eight or nine pages that night, and um, oh, I, I'm jealous. I'll be honest, <laughs> bloody jealous. <laughs> Yeah, it's the first year for about ten years. I've not done a big hike. I'm not understating it though. When when I say that it, it's it's necessary for my sanity, I think you know it's it's I, I need to no. do this and I need to do it now. No, yeah. you know, so, um, oh, totally get that, mate. Totally get that. Yeah, yeah. and you know, if you can come back with the the uh, lyrics for another ballad of Dwayne and Billy Marie, which was written in the middle of Appalachian Forest, that's that's good for the band, really, isn't it? Yes, absolutely. It's all good for the band. Yeah. And I've got no concept. How far is it, Kev? Five hundred and fifty kilometres. Yes. Many years ago, I did accidentally start a trek with Steve. Steve was doing this walk across Hadrian's Wall, raising money for a charity in the UK called Ataxia, uh, and I just happened to be there at the, at the the first morning. And they said, "Get in the car, come on, we're off." Uh, and I accidentally did a I can't remember how far it was. Chunk of the, chunk of the walk. Yeah, it's, it's dangerous to be around. He's oh. dangerous to be around. <laughs> It was so funny, yeah. And again, I've got no concept. How long is this Camino walk going to take? I think it depends. It depends on the the pace we decide to set. But I, I can't see it taking less than three weeks. So no. that's that's going at a fair old crack, really. It's probably yeah. If we did like twenty um, twenty a day, um, yeah. it's yeah, it's going to yeah. But you need a rest day. You need. You do need. Well, I need. But after five days or something, just take a day, yeah, and then because sure. actually it's easier to catch up those by walking out. Yeah. Because you're because yeah. I think yeah, otherwise you'll get sick of the road, you know. And it's nice mm. to know well in a week's time I'll just sit in the sun and have a beer and yeah, put lavender oil on my feet. I think you you know? have an unhealthy attachment to that, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I was looking here, you know, which. These are the songs from the walks I've done so far that we've done. Ballad of Duane and Billy Marie that Kevin and I wrote. Yeah. Walking the Wall was written on a on a, on the trip you accidentally joined, Chris. Uh, Moroccan song. Yeah. Beautiful Broken Dream. Uh, uh, the Ballad of the Dragon's Tale, which you know we sample for this uh, this podcast. So. So I'm going to take this opportunity to play one of those songs that Steve mentioned there, and I have chosen uh, to play Beautiful Broken Dream. Enjoy. The oldest wind is blowing along the trail of tears As Jackson and his children have stolen all our years We work for a beautiful broken Freedom 
refugees in our own land, the hurt and dispossessed. Our babies die on the hard roads that lead into the West. Now the families of the migrants, so many just like us. Somewhere lost along the way, in the concrete and the dust. Hear my people crying for a beautiful broken dream. Slipping and sliding along the mountain stream. The forest and the backwoods in the dancing in the dark. rather than a song in the mix, is a snippet from his new book. People kept on asking him for a you know a practical guide for help through tricky times. So he spent time during lockdown here in the UK writing just that book. Um, it's available from artisan-creative.com uh, in printed form and soon to be ebook. As with all things that Steve does, it's based in his own experiences of, of trekking through life, literally and figuratively. So I'm going to hand over straight to Steve. I've had walking on my brain this week. Possibly because our Kev is out there in Spain as, as I speak, trudging through the Spanish countryside along the Camino Trail. And possibly because walking as a, a, an idea features very heavily in my, my new book, How to Survive and Thrive in an Impossible World. So I thought I might share some of it with you. We are walking animals. Our ancestors walked every day. They walked from food source to food source. They walked from hut to field. They walked to escape and to conquer. Our bodies are designed for it. Our babies are born helpless so that women can keep walking. The trade-off between hip size for locomotion and baby weight. Walking has the deepest and most profound physiological impact upon us. It has been shown to increase working memory, creative thinking and problem solving. And as importantly, as shown by Robert Thayer of California State University, to impact positively upon self-esteem, happiness, energy levels and to reduce tension. Walking is an opportunity to literally step outside to engage with the world in new ways. It's a place where the background noise of life has disappeared. When the memories come to you about yourself and what's happened. When you look on and observe with the emotional content 
turned down a little. Problems are solved as you walk through the trail by the river and along the road. Perspective is gained. It is the single most excellent psychological therapy I have ever come across. Walking reconnects us, in the words of psychology today, to the <clears throat> self-generative imaginative capacities of ourselves and disconnects us from the chronic bombardment of prefabricated imagery. A note from a journal entry of mine, four days in, on a trek through the Atlas Mountains with my friend Brahim. For a few days, we crisscrossed the passes and valleys of the region, camping out in deserted valleys and the crest of mountain passes. I had worried about my fitness, but apart from a mild headache that disappeared by day two, I felt fine. I'd come on this trip from a stressful and complex existence and noticed I was becoming increasingly relaxed. My life at that time was an impossible intersection of competing goals and demands. Dealing with them here was impossible and they quickly faded to a vague zero. Travelling on foot, I noticed, has a simplifying effect. When the challenge in front of you is a steep 500 metre ascent on a blistering hot day, then more intangible concerns and worries tend to be in full retreat. The effect was amazingly liberating. When daily life becomes the pursuit of a limited number of clear, simple tasks, then I could see how the past, the present and future rebalance themselves. I could also see how it was possible to pursue more audaciously a dream of the life you wanted to live when you are not dragging around a sackful of competing goals. I mused on the causes of my newfound state of mind. At walking pace, life grows in intensity and richness. You notice things or see them more thoroughly. For instance, take the mud. The mud of Morocco is not brown, at least not in the Atlas Mountains. In the high Atlas Mountains, it is cinnamon, ochre, olive, purple, khaki, red as rust, even blue as eggshells. Yet, until yesterday, I would have called it brown. I remembered some psychological research that showed that walking improved our ability to perceive things and discriminate in detail. Was it fanciful, I wondered, to imagine that it also makes social perception more discriminatory, helping us to see what is important? I should be clear here what I mean by walking. I have friends who are seriously good hikers. Taking ultra-long distance treks is what they love. Their days are marked by mileages or kilometres to be achieved. I honour them for their skill, their toughness and their dedication. I also know I drive them mad. For mostly, I want to saunter. 
I am totally with the great writer Henry David Thoreau, who wondered if sauntering was derived from a medieval conman called the Sauntery. This was someone who begged for arms to go to the Holy Land with no intention of getting there. Or perhaps it came from sans terre, without land or home. Either way, to such walkers, destination is of little importance. Walking to be wild needs to be entirely undertaken for its own sake. And at a particular pace. Research into neuropsychology of walking showed that the most significant positive impacts were in light to moderate paces. A moderate pace being a mile in 15 to 20 minutes. Light to medium paces have positive impacts on psychological well-being, including lowering depression and reducing pain severity. Quite marvellously, these positive effects were not found at a greater speed. Happy sauntering, everybody. Well, I don't know about you, dear listeners, but I'm thrilled to hear that a saunter is the way to do it. I've rarely been accused of walking at anything faster than a saunter, and that's just fine by me. Now, Steve and I were discussing what we could play at this point, what song, having already played previously on the podcast's Take the First Step, which would have been perfect for last week's show, as Steve literally talked about taking the first step. Uh, Instead, last week, I played a song called Walking the Wall, which would have been, yep, you've guessed it, perfect for this episode, where Steve is literally talking about walking. So I've dug back into the archives and made a fabulously tenuous connection, Um, a beautiful song from Steve's Songsmith album from 2014. It's a song called You've Been Running Much Too Long. Uh, And there you are. There's the link. Running from walking. You know, you've got to just go with the flow sometimes. You've just got to um, run with it. But there's some beautiful playing on this track all round. Uh, Jim Higgins on percussion, Pat Coyne on guitar, Nikki Keeling on backing vocals, uh, David Ducey on violin, uh, and Kev Moore on bass, uh, and I'm on there on tuba as well. And actually, these songs from Songsmith are coming out in a remastered form in a couple of weeks. It will be available on Spotify, Apple Music, etc. So if you like this slightly different output from us, uh, from years gone by, soon you'll be able to have it at your fingertips. Anyway, here is the tenuous walking into running linked song, You've Been Running Much Too Long. Broke a hole 
you made your choices down the barrel of a gun But I've been thinking, girl, you've been running much too long I've been thinking, girl, you've been running much too long There's a young boy looking at you That faithless mistress way Singing so soft and low Wondering what to say So you cut him loose Just another mother's son But I've been thinking God you've been running much too long Welcome to Kev's Cafe Corner and my virtual cafe where you're all welcome to come in and join me as I discuss uh, over the current weeks anyway my favourite record stores all around the world and as promised last week we're heading out of the British Isles to Sweden this week and a shop called uh, Skew Handle which I think probably means records I'm not sure but uh, it's next to a club that I play 
called The Abyss, which is a fantastic metal club in Gothenburg. And it's right next door. And normally when we go in and set up and sound check, we've got plenty of time. And I just go in and wander the aisles of this amazing record shop. And it is an amazing shop, this one. There's many, many categories, shelves absolutely teeming with albums, vinyl, what have you. And incredible prices. Um, There's one album that's quite dear to me. It's the very first solo album by Toto's guitarist, Steve Lukather. And I got it on cassette back in Copenhagen many years ago. And the cassette got a bit sort of worn out. And I'd always wanted it on vinyl. And I found it on vinyl in this shop in Gothenburg. And when I did the conversion rate, I couldn't believe it. It was like five pounds or something for an absolutely mint copy of Lucas's solo album on vinyl. So it wasn't the only purchase I made that day, I must confess to you, dear listeners. Um, but it was certainly an important one for me. I was really happy to get hold of it. And it's I've talked before about that experience, the browsing experience of record shops. And there's nothing to compare with the MPs, downloads, Spotify. None of that can possibly compare with thumbing through these sleeves of these albums and then in the middle of of 20 or 30 you find one gem something strange and maybe not even necessarily rare but special to you it's probably lain there for years and not piqued anybody else's interest but that day I also bought an album by Isotope called Illusion and uh, that was a great jazz rock album that I remember from from my youth when I was exploring different genres and I'd had it in my collection as a boy and as usual you sell everything so you can buy yourself a moped or something and to be able to get that back again was just a fantastic feeling once again I come back to that it's almost a social service that a record shop provides to people to remind you of your youth to lift you up And that particular shop really is outstanding. I've found some amazing gems in there. And every time we play there, I I make it a point of going in and know that I'm going to come out with at least four or five albums. And that's not a a bad thing because there there really are good deals over there. I don't know why, but you can get a really good deal on, on stuff over there. What might be rare here, for example, is perhaps not so rare over there. So I recommend that shop to you. It's a fantastic place and it's called Skiv Handle and uh, it's in Gothenburg. Check it out. See you next week. Daily Bread isn't about a specific baking triumph this week. Recent baking has been fairly bog-standard here. You know, a a nearly perfectly cuboid loaf here, a delicious granary loaf there. I suppose the thing that a lot of people would say is an important reason they like baking isn't just the the gustatory outcomes, although for me that is a biggie. Um, I think the process is key. For some, I know Steve, for example, has said this about his little bread-making binge last year. The physical process of mixing and kneading by hand to make bread is very therapeutic. 
And for me, it's perhaps even slightly simpler. The process of knowing that bread is being made, a simple, timeless, homemade, yet delicious staple, brings a comfort to my brain that you, you just don't get a find from buying a loaf. Even the most outrageously expensive, handmade, artisanal loaf of bread in a paper bag from a posh supermarket. It's something, it's, it's the personal, the, the familial, the homely nature of baking that, for whatever reason, sates some part of my brain. And I find a great comfort in knowing that, actually, I don't need to go out now to make sure I have some bread to toast for my breakfast. With a, a little bit of forethought, I can have fresh homemade bread at home all the time for very little expense and just a little bit of time and, and thought. Uh, a slice of a simpler time in many ways. Now, when my days are filled with online Zoom sessions and video editing and preparing X for the podcast or Y for the YouTube show or writing this piece of music or arranging that or transcribing the other, um, a simpler time, a, a simple outcome, but a satisfying one nonetheless. <laughs> That's it for this week. Thanks for listening, wherever in the world you are. Subscribe to the podcast. We're on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, and now Amazon Podcasts. The next episode will be out next Friday. Join us on YouTube for the Transatlantic Connection show and become part of the Transatlantic Connection movement. Head to youtube.com slash thevagabondway. Find The Vagabond Way or Steve Bonham on the Long Road on Facebook. That's our main social media outlet. All of our music is on Spotify and Apple Music. Go and have a listen. Give us a follow. We're on Patreon at patreon.com slash thevagabondway. Big thank you to our Patreons and a special shout-out to Orla Flynn, James Lydon, Stuart Lydon, Yvette Lydon, and Trish Taylor. Thank you for your ongoing support. Patreon is a great platform that makes it super easy for anyone out there, you, to support content that you love on a monthly basis. It gives you direct access to the people creating the stuff you love, us, hopefully, and you get to play an integral part in shaping the direction of the things that we make. So, become a vagabonder. That's our name for our supporters on Patreon to help us create music, live performances, books and short stories, this weekly podcast, our YouTube show, and some new things that we're cooking up. As a vagabonder, you can get the recordings and books we make for free, receive exclusive patron-only merchandise in the post, get regular behind-the-scenes updates from us, unlock access to exclusive live stream performances and Q&As, and lots more. You can help us create something different, something that entertains, and something that inspires others. So, join us on the journey and release The Vagabond Within. Patreon.com slash The Vagabond Way. Thank you once again, brave adventurers, vagabonds and explorers, for joining us on The Vagabond Way. Remember, the world isn't beige, it's authentic, it's rich and it's real. Embrace every last bit of it. Until next time, the journey goes ever on with The Long Road. Bye for now.